Welcome to St. George Orthodox Church Homilies and Reflections. Today's homily is from the Sunday before Nativity. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Joyous feast. Joyous feast. I led George astray, so he read the wrong epistle. <laughs> he pointed at the epistle in the book, and he said, this is the one, right? Yeah. And um, But it was the wrong one. Here's the correct epistle. I'll read it for you. By faith, it's from the St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews. By faith, Abraham sojourned in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked forward to the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, received promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, won strength out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release, that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and scourging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were tempted. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, ill-treated of whom the world was not worthy, wandering over deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, though well attested by their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had foreseen something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. In this morning's Gospel reading and the Epistle reading, we see how the Lord acts in His creation. And this is something you can see throughout all of the Scriptures, throughout the entire Bible, from the beginning of Genesis and then continuing on, that even though humanity falls, God's will is for humanity to be saved. God's will is for humanity to be redeemed. And even in spite of all of the things that we do in our foolishness and often in our haste to try to bring about something like our own vision of what the kingdom of God should be on earth. 
And you see this happens in the scriptures, that, that people do things to try and speed it up. Abraham and Sarah, do you remember Abraham, you know, has a child by Hagar. And um, he takes his, his, one of their servants and, you know, and has, has a child with her because he's impatient. God has promised me a son. Sarah says, we need a son now. He's impatient. And even in spite of that, and the, the problems that arise because of that, again and again and again, because of our unwillingness to be patient and be still and wait upon the Lord our God, in spite of all of those things, God continues to bring about salvation. And so it's as if all of these generations, and we just read many of them, 14, 14, 14, you know, when you add all of those up, the church fathers in studying this passage, you know, they talk about how when you add all of these up, you end up with um, essentially sort of a collection of 40. And you have this reality of these 14 generations. And at each end of generation of the 14, there is a change for the people of Israel. In the beginning, the first 14 generations, they are under the rule of judges. And then the second 14, they are under the rule of kings. And then the third 14, they are in exile in Babylon. And so that each successive set of 14 generations, at the end of it, there's a change that God brings about for the people of Israel. And the final change, the one that's been awaited, the one that's long been desired, is the birth of Christ himself, the anointed one, the Messiah coming into our midst. But now you can think of these successive generations, generation after generation, and how they all, with their faithfulness and with their sinfulness, find themselves going down into the earth and becoming dust as they were at the beginning. Disintegrating into it in hope, but still waiting for the promise of what's to come. Because the work of God within our midst, and you can think, this is the way that God works in creation, but he also works in your life. The work of God in our midst works most of the time, builds up very gradually and slowly. It's like, and we think, and actually it's, it seems slow to us, partially because we don't understand. If you were to sit, maybe someday during the springtime, you could sit down in the evening, you know how flowers close up, and maybe spend time, you know how people take photographs of them and try to speed it up so that we can see what's going on, but you could sit, maybe early in the morning, and watch, and wait for the flower to open, and sit there, for the hours that it takes for it to make such a small movement. It takes a long time, by our reckoning. For the flower, it knows what it's doing. 
And so within your life, within your heart, within our relationship with God, we are impatient. We try to make things happen. And as we do that, we create blunders. We create mistakes. We create all sorts of havocs that need not have been. And yet it is. It messes up our life, it messes up other people's lives, it creates all sorts of problems. But really we ought to be patient, we ought to wait. Because the Lord who reigns over everything and who as our Lord Jesus Christ reminds us is even attentive to the opening of a flower and to its beauty and to its clothing is also attentive to us and will bring about His grace in our life and His redemption of our life slowly as we cooperate with Him and surrender ourselves to Him. And what does ultimately, what does this look like? I heard some teachers recently that were talking about the commandments of the Gospels, what the Lord asks us to do. And they say, well, look at Jesus. He gives us the example of what we are to do. He lives according to the will of his Father. He teaches others to obey the will of his Father. And he dies. That's it. He goes into the tomb, into the cave just as he is born, and all of the imagery of the Nativity points to this, all of the imagery of the Nativity points to the fact that the Lord is going to the cave, he is going to the tomb. This is where he is born in a cave, and when he is crucified, he will be wrapped in fine linen and placed in a cave. Everything points to this, to this reality of self-emptying before the will of his Father the reality of pouring out his entire life for the creation and for its renewal and for its resurrection. And so this is what he calls us to do too. And we go down, just as we read in the epistle to the Hebrews this morning, about how all of the people surrendered themselves and gave up their lives and went down into the earth in hope. Open what? In the reality of God raising them to a better life. And so there's this reality of ceaseless trust even as we enter into the grave. And the beginning, the manifestation of how God has truly done everything that he promised in bringing about our resurrection and salvation begins with the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Having come from the Virgin Mary and the Holy Spirit, the Virgin who became, through all of her ancestors, departing and going into the dust, became this fertile ground for the Word of God to be born for our salvation. And so we give glory to Jesus Christ, anticipating 
his birth for us. And we remember and bless the name of the Holy Virgin who bore him and who is the final ground fruit place, dwelling place of God that has come about through all of these generations in their sinfulness and in their faithfulness striving to surrender themselves to the Lord. And may we be people who surrender ourselves during this time to God our Savior and who look for the birth of the Son of God in the flesh, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us at St. George Orthodox Church Homilies and Reflections. Please be sure to like and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Okay, goodbye. God bless you.